Yeah, so it starts out with 5,000 people or 5,000 men uh, being fed with this two fish, five loaves. Is it the other way around? Five loaves, five loaves two fish. <laughs> yeah, so it feeds 5,000 men with five loaves and two fish. And not including the women, the children, where there are many, many thousands of people Jesus fed and many, many thousands of people who were following Jesus. They chased him all around. You know, he, Jesus went up the mountain. They went up the mountain. Jesus crossed the sea. They crossed the sea. You know, they're following him because they want to make him king. It says somewhere, they want to make him king. Where is it? Yeah, verse 15. Perceiving that they were about to come and take him by force and make him king. Yay, you become king. Because why? You show us this amazing miracle. You can feed us 5,000 sandwiches. That's uh, <laughs> That's all I need. If you just feed people 5,000 sandwiches, they'll make you king already. But they were willing to follow him up until the end when he says, my bread, my body is real flesh. Wait, my flesh is real food. My blood is real drink. And they go, ayo, this is, this is a bit too strange. This is too weird. This uh, cannot, cannot, cannot. And so they all left him. Everyone left him except the 12. So that's quite an amazing development to to say something that will turn away thousands and thousands of people who are willing to follow you to the ends of the earth. Jesus is it's kind of like a failure in human terms. You know, this is just the thing that you don't say to offend all your followers, whether on Instagram, on Facebook, the kind of thing that will turn them uh, against you or at least, you know, they'll just make them confused. Who is this guy? <laughs> but Jesus does that. You know, because Jesus is not looking for that kind of spurious, kind of uh, tummy full belief. You know, you ate, you believe because your tummies are full, Jesus says. But you do not believe because of the words that I'm speaking to you. You do not believe because you believe that I'm really sent from God. You just believe because I can do something for you. In other words, I can give you bread. I can give you this kingdom. I can give you something. And that's why they're following him. And so the last people who stay there, you would think that these are the people who go, okay, all right, I believe in you, Jesus. I know your word. But, <laughs> but Jesus says to them, verse 67, do you want to go as well? You know, and Peter speaks up for the 12. He says, Lord, we don't know nowhere else to go. <laughs> Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Now, there is something really there because in the end, they stay with him because of his words you know there's something something they don't quite get it yet but there's something about what jesus says that evokes life that promises eternal life and he says and we have believed and come to know that you are the holy one of god it's through jesus words that they trust in his words that they trust that he really is who he says that he is the holy one of god and Jesus says, it's not that you believe this, but I chose you. Verse 70, did I not choose you, the 12? You are here actually not just because you've figured out something about Jesus, but again, everyone whom the Father has given him, he will not cast away, he says. And so these are the ones whom God has given to him. These are the ones that Jesus has meant to preserve. Anyone else that hasn't been given to Jesus, he's not worried that they go away, that they get angry with him, they get frustrated with him. That's not his concern. But it's the ones that God has given him, including including the one who is going to betray him. So, so he keeps even Simon, uh, sorry, not Simon, Judas, son of Simon is scary. He even keeps him among them because he knows at some point of time, it's going to be that opportunity then for him to betray him. Jesus already knew, Jesus already predicted it, but Jesus is just 
What's he doing? He is, he is fulfilling his father's uh, will. He is just fulfilling that prophecy. He's fulfilling that picture of that bread from heaven that he is here to be given over for them. And so that includes that betrayal. That includes his death. And that's the significance then of that bread of life that you need to eat, you know, his flesh and drink his blood. It's not that you go and eat Jesus' blood and eat his flesh. And it's, I, don't, I don't think, although I respect how some Christians believe that this is therefore pointing forward to communion, that therefore the bread becomes his flesh somehow. I don't really think so. But I think the concept here is that something has to die in order for you to live. That's why he talks about eating this flesh and drinking this drink in that he has to die. He has to give his life so that you can have this means by which you can sustain yourself towards eternal life. And I think that's the idea that Jesus is trying to bring across in a very intentionally controversial way. You have to eat my flesh, that kind of thing. Because he's, he is kind of turning them away. He is challenging their perception as to what it is that they're hoping to eat and receive and what kind of life it is that they're hoping to get from God. Jesus is giving you an eternal life a life that comes through sacrifice, a life that comes through him and through him alone. Yeah, okay, John chapter 6. Um, if you're interested in more, I think I've preached uh, at least one sermon on this. I would have posted it somewhere. And if you look for it, you'll find it on this passage. Yeah, maybe even two. <laughs>